<laughs> okay, hello world. This is the first episode of a podcast I want to start. For right now, I'm calling it By His Stripes, and then later, if we have time, I'll briefly explain why that is. <laughs> um, <laughs> my name's Jess, and I have my friend Sophia Dupuy with me. Hey. Uh, <laughs> and we already established before we started recording that uh, we're just going to acknowledge that we are very awkward, especially together. I make so, jokes when I'm nervous. Yeah, so uh, apologies in advance for that. Um but we're just going to talk about some stuff, particularly pertaining to Sophia's story and some different aspects of that. Um, also, let me just explain this professional recording um, setup that we have here. We're on my roommate's bed <laughs> with, uh, well, Sophia's holding, what is that, a milkshake? No. Okay, what it's is it? a frozen it? lemonade, oh, Jess. I'm, so, I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, well, she's holding a frozen lemonade, and we're recording with my phone, so it's very professional. Um... Anyways, <laughs> Sophia, I chose your story specifically because I thought it touched on a lot of different uh, topics that I wanted to explore a little bit on this podcast. Um, and obviously, we're not going to get into everything today. But uh, So Sophia and I are both studying to get a Bible certificate at Word of Life Bible Institute, which Yee. is located in upstate New York. Um, and I'm a first year student, but I've already had a lot of different conversations about scripture and about a lot of different controversial topics and current events, um, while I've been here. And like, it's about stuff like relationships, um, friendships, depression and anxiety, uh, marriage and divorce, what true worship is, abuse, Bible study methods. She's dancing to my list. <laughs> Just like a bunch of different topics. Um, and Sophia's a second year, so she's worked ding, ding. in ministry as a counselor at Word of Life camps, and she was my counselor when I yeah. went on a mission trip to Poland. Um, so she's got even more experience with this, these conversations than I have just from being here. That's pressure. <laughs> um, but basically, I've had all these really amazing talks with a really wide variety of people from like a lot of different backgrounds. And it's been really cool to hear all the different perspectives and beliefs on those topics. And yet everyone who's here is very focused on uh, bringing it all back to scripture and to God's glory. So that's something I wanted to be able to share with others, even people who are outside of Word of Life or who aren't familiar with it. Um, and like teens who are interested in seeing how people our age who desire to know God and his word and are seeking after him and seeking answers to a lot of these important questions in life. Um, so keep in mind that we're still learning and growing. So, um, the purpose of this podcast isn't necessarily to teach, although if you get something out of it, that's awesome. Um, but it's more like to discuss, how God has been working in our lives and teaching us about different topics. Um, so every testimony that's told is not a story about our success, but it's like a testament of his victory in our lives. So that being said, Sophia, we'll get started. Can you <laughs> <Sorry>. tell me? <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> I'm getting over a cold, by the way. Yeah. So I'm sorry if I cough in y'all ears. <laughs> Um, can you tell us just a little bit about your testimony or your story coming up to Word of Life? Like, what was your childhood like? How did you get saved? What are, like, the big monumental moments in your walk with Christ? Um, yeah, so I was born to parents who love the Lord. Um, both of my parents were saved. Um, we always went to church growing up. Um, I always believed in God, but... 
I don't know. Like, I never doubted his existence. I always knew he was there, but I never really acknowledged him the way that I should have. Um, I never realized the importance of having a relationship with him, and so he was always just kind of there in the background, um, even though he was always there. And it was kind of rough um, growing up because even though my parents are both believers, it wasn't reflected at home. Um, their marriage has never been great. It's um, always just been back and forth at each other's throats, just screaming and hollering through the house my whole life. That's just what I grew up in. Um, and I have two half-brothers and a stepsister. Only one of them has ever lived with me, but um, and he's my mom's son. So there was a lot of tension between him and my dad, and a lot happened to the point where my dad kicked him out when I was only nine. So I never really had a relationship with any of my siblings growing up. Um, and that kind of affected me because they were older, so they were the ones that would have been, like, the ones to take initiative and reach out, and they never did. Um, and I was especially hurt by my brother who, um, he's closest in age to me, but the one who did live with me, because um, he kind of never tried to have a relationship with me again after that, and I was just very hurt by it. <clears throat> so between that... Um, and growing up just by myself in a home with parents who just constantly were screaming at each other and just not a good environment. Um, I just got very angry and just very sad and just discouraged about my life. Um, I went to a private Christian school from preschool to fourth grade. So it was fifth grade when my parents transferred me to a public school. And it wasn't until then that I realized how nasty girls could be. Um, I just wanted to make friends. I didn't know anybody aside from, like, two or three people I had gone to my previous school with. So um, I was just very lonely, and I just tried to seek out friendship within my class. And I just got involved with some girls who were just really nasty to me, who I thought were my friends. Um, and one in particular, I trusted like everything with I told her everything which I shouldn't have and she went around and um just totally backstabbed me and like turned the whole class against me and I just started getting bullied very very badly in fifth and sixth grade um and sixth grade was like the worst of it and um everyone was using like my worst insecurities against me and like just it was just like so brutal and I remember going home crying every day begging to be homeschooled um and it was in middle school when um, things just started getting really bad, and I went down a really dark path. Um, I just hung out with the wrong crowd, and I just got into a lot of things I shouldn't have. I was just so nasty. I was so mean and just cruel to everyone, and I was angry at everything. I, like, every other word out of my mouth was a swear. I, um, I was very depressed. I hated my life. Um, I got involved with heavy addiction and just depression. Anxiety started to weigh on me and um, all this stuff was piling up and I was only in middle school and um, I was just, I became just such a spiteful person and I was just so angry at life, at my dad for being so abusive towards my mom verbally and emotionally. I was, I just hated the way that 
my family was, how broken it was. I hated people. I hated the world and life and my life, just everything. I just hated everything. And um, it got to the point where it felt like my world was just a black hole. Like I was spiraling into nothingness and there was no way out. Um, and I started to hurt myself. Um, I started to cut my wrists and my thighs and places that no one would be able to see, I thought, um, and I tried to cover it up, but I was just looking for any way to feel something different than what I was already feeling, and that, to me, was in the form of, like, physical pain, um, rather than the other type of pain I was dealing with, I guess. To me, it was logical at the time, and I, um, was just trying to escape from it and just give myself a reason to feel something, um, and thankfully, uh, it didn't become an addiction. I, I stopped before it could become one. Um, this is kind of like a rabbit trail, but I think it's really cool. Um, what actually got me to stop was, I don't know if any of you guys have seen the movie Saving Private Ryan, but it's an amazing movie, um, in World War II about our U.S. Our, bleh, US soldiers. Um, and it's really, really intense, um... And I remember watching it and seeing on the screen and then thinking about how it was a reality, how much blood um, our soldiers have spilled for the sake of others. And I just suddenly felt so convicted and just so selfish because I was spilling my own blood for myself, for selfish reasons, um, while they were out here dying for our freedom. Um, and so because of how convicted I was over that, um, I stopped. And after that, I only did it like one or two more times. Like it was never a heavy thing after that, which I thank God for. But I, I just went on that tangent just to say like, I think it's such a cool representation of what Jesus did for us. Um, he spilled his blood. He gave his life so that we could have freedom from our sins and... Um, I didn't know it at the time that that connected so well, but looking back on it now, it's just really cool. <clears throat> um, so, yeah, middle school was really terrible. Eighth grade, I really just fell to the point where I was constantly contemplating suicide. Um, I would plan out how I would kill myself and um, just, like, think of different ways I could do it and what would be the easiest way to do it. Um, it's really the first time, or no, the only time I've been, like, truly thankful for my fear, because if I wasn't such a chicken about it, I wouldn't be alive right now. Um, I would chicken out every time I tried to go through with it, and I am so thankful for that. Um, <clears throat> so, it wasn't until the summer of 2014, um that I came to know the Lord. Um, my best friend, Lauren, shout out to you, girl. <laughs> Ew, that was really cringy. Anyway, um, <laughs> my it's best like, friend. <laughs> she, um, her and her parents have had this cabin upstate, which is actually like an hour away from here, this place called Long Lake. And I would go up there and stay with them every summer for a couple weeks or a week or two. Um, we'd just stay on the lake and just hang out in that little town. Um, and her church 
was involved with Word of Life. Um, mine never was, so I didn't really know about it until um, I started going up there with them. I had visited the campground twice before, the two years before, with her, um, but never really gave much thought to it, never really knew what it was actually about, the whole like organization and everything. And it wasn't until the summer of 2014 when uh, we found out that our parents had registered us together for some place called Word of Life Island. And I was so mad. I was like, no, there is no way I'm going to this camp. All I knew about it was, like, the week review videos that they make, and I saw one of those, and all it was was a bunch of, like, sports and wild fun activities and raves. And to, you know, kids, that's, like, appealing, I guess, but to me... Me and my emo self, I was like, that is terrible. I hate sports. I hate activities. I hate people. I don't want to be around anybody. And this is also while I was struggling with super, super heavy social anxiety. So I was like, there's no way I can be around people. Like, I can't even talk to people. It was like, it's just, I was in such a weird place. And I was just so mad. And I was absolutely dreading it. Um, and I find that so hilarious <laughs> looking back on it now because... The second day we were there, I ended up getting saved. <laughs> it was like, I was like, you know, kicking and punching going into it. And the Lord was like, Psych. Psych. I got other Surprise. plans. <laughs> yeah. Um, it ended up changing my entire eternity. Um, it was the Monday night gospel message. And I don't remember anything that the guy said except for the fact that salvation is a free gift. Um, and it's something that Jesus hands out to us willingly. We don't have to do anything to get there. We can't do anything to get there to earn our way into heaven. And I just remember, like, acknowledging the fact that, like, I, I can't do this anymore. Like, I need Jesus. Um, I knew that I needed a Savior, and I knew that I had fallen so terribly. I was just so caught up in my sin, still struggling with heavy addiction, and I was so depressed and hopeless about my life and I was like I I knew I knew that this man was gonna ask us to come up to the front after raising our hands at the end and I was like oh no because I was like I cannot get up in front of these hundreds of kids I like I can't do that but I just I felt the Lord calling out to me stronger than I ever had before and I knew that if I didn't answer that call I knew that if I didn't go up there I would regret it for the rest of my life. I knew it was a choice I had to make and that I had to stop ignoring him. Um, and I remember, I don't know, for those of you listening, if any of you have ever been on the Word of Life Island, but in Pine Pavilion, where all the meetings and the rallies are, um, on the right wall, there's a sign that says, Christ walks on this island. Will you meet him here? And I remember looking at that, and I just whispered yes to myself, and... I raised my hand when he gave the invitation and I was like shaking and terrified, but I went up there and when I tell you my life was flipped upside down, like you would not believe, it's like a light switch turned on. Um, like if I, like literally from darkness to light, I think of my life before the Lord and every memory has darkness over it. Like, I associate it with so much darkness and I think of as soon as I chose to trust Jesus and it's like the brightest light you can imagine entered my life. 
Um, he just filled my life with so much joy and suddenly I just wanted to worship all the time. I was constantly blasting like the 2014 Island playlist. You already know. <laughs> Thanks Ryan Arnold for putting that on YouTube before Spotify was a thing. But I was like getting turned to like Hillsong up in here. And I was like living, it was so good. And I wanted to know more. And I was constantly like, I would be at my computer at my desk, like Googling, like what color eyes did Jesus have? Uh, did Jesus have a sense of humor? <laughs> like how tall was he? Like, just like <laughs> Google has all those answers. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> and I was like, I just wanted to know him. I just wanted to know everything about him. That's awesome. And I like was reading my Bible every single night. Of course, I started in Genesis as one does when they have no idea what they're doing. Um, didn't get past Exodus. Because <laughs> I was kind of like, eh, okay, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> but um, <laughs> it was just such a time of, like, such, like, immense, just, oh, I can't even describe it, just such joy awe. and awe in him, yeah, that just came into my life. Um, he just taught me how to love people. He taught me how to forgive eventually. It took a long time, but... Um, so, yeah, it was really great, and every summer after that and and winter and everything, I went to the island. It was, like, I was. it became my favorite place in the world. It became home to me, and I looked forward to it the most every year. I went to snow camp and reverb and everything. Um, but the next few years, my faith was just very wishy-washy. Um, it was just so on and off. And, like, sometimes I'd be completely on fire for the Lord, like, for weeks or months at a time. Um, and, of course, there's always the camp high. You go there, and you're like, okay, I'm going to change. I'm going to be better. This is awesome. I'm so, like, spiritually fueled. And then you get home, and it lasts, like, a week or two. And then you're like, wow, my life sucks. <laughs> so that's, like, <laughs> what happened to me a lot. Um, and it's like, so I'd just be totally, like, remorseful and repentant of my sins and wanting to strive to be better and to like live for the Lord and um know him better for like a certain amount of time and then I'd completely fall back and turn back to my sins and um act the way I used to before and it was very frustrating and at the time I didn't realize that a huge part of it was the fact that I was still caught up in addiction um very heavily and I was there were still so many things that I hadn't given to the Lord so many aspects of my life and I still I mean depression is still something I struggle with constantly like it's it's always there but over the years the Lord has taught me how to um just trust him through it and it's it gets uh, I mean <laughs> it doesn't feel it doesn't like get it gets easier, easier and, but yeah like it gives it, you better resources yeah, to yeah, be able like, to deal with it I'm better equipped to to go through it yeah even though it doesn't, doesn't really get any yeah. better. But <laughs> <laughs> um, But, what was I saying? I lost my train of thought. You were struggling, you're still struggling yes. with addiction. Yes, so um, I was still struggling a lot with things that I wasn't giving over to the Lord. Um, and it was like fighting a constant battle with myself. Like I was constantly at war with myself and just my sin was absolutely tearing me apart. Like just ripping my soul apart I just felt so I don't even know how to describe it I was so chained it was like I was locked in a cage and the key was hanging around my neck but I couldn't get out because I was just locking myself away over and over again with my sin um and 
it was just so draining and so discouraging and I got so depressed all the time because of it um and it wasn't until the summer of 2017 when um I was actually gonna do student fusion um to Tobago um and I was like heck yeah I get to travel and I get a scholarship for the BI because <laughs> literally like that first week when I was 13 when I got saved I found out, wow, that wasn't English. I found out about the VI that week, and I was immediately, like, both years. Like, that's my place. That's where the Lord wants me. So as soon as, like, that week when I was saved, I was immediately like, Wolby, here I come. (laughs) So I was, like, me, 17 now. I was like, oh, sick. I'm going to go, you know, do that. (laughs) I'll get a scholarship. And I wanted to serve but my main reasons for wanting to go just weren't right I think I more just wanted to travel and see the world and you know um (laughs) yeah travel vlogger (laughs) yeah (laughs) I wish you could see her face (laughs) she said "Eh?" (laughs) um (laughs) <laughs> I just dragged myself too much. I have the attention span of a walnut. <laughs> anyway. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I ended up... I'm taking way too long. I'm so sorry. Um, I ended up doing camp crew instead because I was like, hey, I still get the scholarship. <laughs> That's where I was at. But I did camp crew on the island. Um, and it ended up completely like changing my life in a whole new way. Like Aside from when I was saved. Um, but that was the summer I actually decided to dedicate my life to the Lord, um, where I realized, like, I need to be all in or nothing at all. Like, I cannot be a lukewarm believer any longer. Like, this, I cannot go on living like this. I was like, I need to be 100% in, all in, like, and I chose to do that that summer. And it was just, like, such a summer of growth. Like, I just my prayer life was insane and I was just loving people like I've never been able to love people before and the Lord just completely changed my heart on so many aspects like um and it's like I was just taken to a whole new level in my faith and I um that was the summer when I started praying like Lord send me like just use me work through me I don't know where I'd go but just send me like I want to do something for you um and he answered that prayer real quick because I got back and like a month later, my youth leader was like, hey guys, want to do a student fusion trip this summer? And I was like, okay, <laughs> like go you, Jesus, I see you. <laughs> so yeah, we ended up doing the Dominican Republic um, the summer after my senior year. Yeah, the summer after my senior year. Um, and, <coughs> ow, ooh, sorry. I need some water. Hang on. <laughs> I missed my mouth. <laughs> okay, anyway, this is a mess. Um, backspace. Me, me, me. <laughs> um, what the frick was I saying? <laughs> oh, Dominican Republic. Yeah, such a good summer. I loved it. Um, it really, like, opened my eyes to so much, and it was so humbling being there. Um, really is what started my heart for missions. 
Um, and then when I got back, I did, I finished out the camp season on the island doing camp crew again. And that was just like a whole other thing of like, God, you're so cool. I'm really struggling right now, but you're awesome anyway. And it was just such a, another summer of just so much growth and preparing to come here for the BI. So, um, yeah, last year being here as, as a first year was so hard. I think it was the worst year. No, not, wait, no. The hardest year. That's what I meant to say. Not the worst. <laughs> Although, you know, maybe. It was, <laughs> it was like, really terrible. Mm. But at the same time, it was the best year of my life, too. Which is, like, probably listening and you're like, what the heck does that mean? Like, mm. that don't make no sense. <laughs> but, um, it really, like, just all the growth that happened and just where the Lord has brought me now because of everything that went I went through last year and, like, um, just the ways that I've grown closer to him, what I've learned about him and where I am and who I am now. It's like every bit of it was worth it. And, you know, there were amazing times too. Um, it was a really hard year because, I mean, my brother that I mentioned earlier who left when I was a kid, he all of a sudden tried to like jump back into my life out of the blue and was like, Hey, I'm sorry for everything. I want to know you. And I was completely taken off guard. And here's me being bitter and angry and hurt towards him all these years building up. And now I'm like, okay, I'm going to go out on a limb. I'm going to put my walls down and I'm going to take a risk and try to have this relationship finally with my brother. And then two weeks later, he just like disappeared as soon as he came. Um, and it was really, really hard. It totally wrecked me, wrecked my trust. I was a mess. And then my grades were spiraling. I just fell into such a terrible season of depression. And it was just so, so bad. Um, found out my dad had cancer. And, like, just all these things were happening all at once. And it was, like, so much. But through it all, the Lord was so faithful to me. He was so, so good. Like, he is faithful even when I am faithless. I love that quote because um, it's applied to a lot in my life. <laughs> but he just taught me so much about trusting him and just his goodness to me. Um, and just the fact, like, that he's in control and just, like, his sovereignty in my life was so much in play. Even though I didn't see it then, I see it now. So, yeah... That was really freaking long. I'm sorry. No, that's but... okay. Actually, I think that last part that you were talking about is really encouraging. Yeah. Like, for people who are studying the Bible or even just people who are seeking God but aren't necessarily at a Bible school and are going through periods of, like, really, really bad depression or discouragement mm -hmm. um, or just, like, anxiety that they've never experienced before or just a lot of change. And it's very encouraging. Like, that's normal. Yeah. Like, it doesn't mean that, Necessary. It doesn't necessarily mean that you're sinning in some way or God uses those as periods of growth. And like you mm. said, it was your hardest year, but it was also your best year. Like the whole thing with like mountains and valleys, like. Oh, here's a good way to describe it. My DC actually um, told me this the other night. Shout out to Kelly. <laughs> I need to stop doing that. They don't sound good. Anyway, <laughs> she was like. Your growth isn't, like, a straight line that you just go forward on and then go back on and just go forward and back. It's, like, a spiral. And the further... Okay, wait. She explained it so much better. I don't know. Like, the tighter the spiral gets, you're still going up and down. And, like, 
but you're still getting closer to the center. Like, you're mm. still growing. Yeah. And I think, like, I don't know, last year for me, I just fell into such a dark place. Like, I hit, like, such a rock bottom, and I was, like, I just felt like such a terrible Christian, and I was, like, just completely down on myself and like mm. what are you even doing like, like why are you like this and it's like but that's the beauty in it yeah and like life is seasons. Seasons. seasons so my goal for this first episode was for it to be roughly 25 minutes long um but it ended up actually being double that length so if you want to hear the rest of Sophia's story and just a little bit more in depth about some of those different issues um, stay tuned for the second episode and thank you so much for tuning in on this first podcast. It really means a lot to me.